Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the latest of the Word. Here is Dr. David. Am I eternal everlasting Father, we want to thank you again. We just want to appreciate you for your love. We magnify your name for your goodness, your faithfulness, and your loving kindness. And God, here we come, that we may God of glory partake of your divine nature through your instructions. We're asking God that you bless us this morning by your word, as you set us free from all that seemingly looks like an encumbrance upon our life, spirit, and soul, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I have this witness in my spirit that I'm going to share with us. Um, I'm tackling this, every man is a believer. Every man is a believer. Uh, and I want you to pay very close attention to what I'm about to say. Every human being on the earth is a believer. You know, it depends on what you believe. And I'm going to make you understand that. Hallelujah. So this is going to be part one. Every man is a believer. Now, believe equals faith. We have to understand that. You can never be anything or make progress in life without being a believer. It's practically impossible. Anything you trust in becomes your faith. You are a believer. It is your belief that actually delivers to you and makes you in life. Your belief delivers to you and makes you in life. Don't forget what I'm saying. Every human being is a believer. Irrespective of what you think, you are a believer. Hallelujah. Let's look at Mark chapter 9 verse 23. Mark chapter 9 verse 23. He said, Jesus said unto him, If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. And you know, this statement has been so strong over some years now when the Lord really made me to see this. If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. That means anything you believe becomes possible. You make things possible by what you believe. All things are possible to him that believe it. All things, not some things. All things are possible to him that believe it. The belief that determines the things that happens to you and that comes to you. On the positive side, yes, it's your belief which is equals your faith. On the negative side is still your belief which you may end up claiming to be a devil. It's still your belief. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's your belief. The foundation to anything that you can ever stand on on this heart is your belief. Which is what you call your faith. Hallelujah. Now, if you read this from the message translation, this is what it says. Jesus said, message translation, if there are no ifs among believers, anything can happen. 
There are no ifs among believers. Anything can happen. <laughs> so when you remove the if from anything you are believing into, it becomes yours. There are no ifs among believers. If, if, if only, if, if only, no, no, no if. Remove all the ifs and believe. And you get what you get. It's the foundation to anything you can ever achieve in life. Where there are no ifs in what you believe. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's very important. There are no ifs among believers. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Now I'm saying this. This is not restricted to the church man. That is why men outside can do things. Because there are no ifs to what they want to do. I don't know if you understand that. This is not limited to that which you call believers. There are no ifs to believers. Anything can happen. Are you listening to me? <laughs> I want you to be very attentive in that which I'm about to say. But first of all, build this foundation within your spirit. That once ifs are removed, then things happen. So what stops things happening are the ifs. If only I was born in America. If only I was born to this family. If only. That is why things can happen because your life is built on if. But once you remove the if, things happen. And that becomes your faith. Are you listening to me? So, the level of your belief determines what you get and what comes to you. The level of your belief. Once you remove the eaves, anything happens. Anything can happen. Hallelujah. Now, the first categories of believers I want to treat this morning because I'm going to take you through three dimensions of believers. The atheists, the idol worshippers, and the Christians. And somebody said, what do you mean? The atheist is a believer? He's a believer. You understand why he's a believer? The atheist is a man that believes in himself without God. He's a believer who doesn't believe in God, but he's a believer. No man who is not a believer. The atheist simply said, I don't believe God, but he believes in himself. And things happen because he believes in himself. Are you still there with me? So don't tell me the atheist is not a believer. He is a believer. Now, the atheist is actually... The one who believes that there is no God. Atheism is the broadest sense, I mean the broadest sense. It's an absence of belief. That's the way you define it. But that is not accurate. Because you believe in something. You only didn't believe in God. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
absence of belief in the existence of deities. What that means, he doesn't believe in the existence of any God that can influence him to do anything. That's just what we're saying. But he's a believer. That he doesn't believe your God doesn't mean he's not a believer. I don't know if you understand what I mean. Let's broadly define a theism is a rejection of the belief that any deity exists. In a very low level, in a more narrower sense, a theism specifically is a position that there are no deities, no gods. Whether shrine, whether heavenly being, whether angel, there are no gods. That is their conviction. But that is not to say they don't believe. They still have faith. But the difference is they don't have faith in a deity. Hallelujah. One of the young ladies in the country today, only yesterday made a statement. He said, for those of you who believe that there is God, talk to your God to visit me tonight like he visited Paul. Then I will know that God exists. Only yesterday she said that. For her, there is no God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a Nigerian lady. Said that yesterday. He said, if you want to tell me God exists, I want to have conversation with that God this night. And if he can't appear to me, then I know that he doesn't exist. So he doesn't believe that there is God. Hallelujah. Something led to that. And I want to discuss all that maybe for her, the philosophy that has come into about life. One of the greatest atheists in the world, or that had been, is Michael Martins. He never believed that there is God. In South Africa, you have people like Zaki Ahmed, born 1962. You have David Bonatan, professor of philosophy, born 1966. You have Joe Slovia, politician, 1932 to, I think, 2020. Great politicians. I mean, um, atheists. In Nigeria, you have people like Mubarak Bala of Kanu. He was once a Muslim. Then he'll say there's no nothing like God. You have several other ones even in the country. But I want to make you understand something about these people. And I want to make you understand that you can be an atheist even though you're in church. I don't know if you understand what I mean. So that's why you, you don't begin to think, oh, that man doesn't say there's God. You in the church, you also say, there is no God. You are an atheist unknown to you. The way you treat God, like what you were saying this morning, from your heart, the way you treat God is a clear indication of saying there is no God. But let's read the scripture on that. Psalm 53 verse number 1 from the King James. Psalm 53 verse number 1. The fool has said in his heart there is no God. That's an atheist. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, this is not the man in the street. This is the man that is in the church. 
He has said in his heart, there is no God. If there is God, why am I in this condition? When you start questioning certain things about God, because of your circumstance, you are professing the, the spirit of an atheist. The fool has said inside, there is no God. Corrupt are they, and have done abominable iniquity, and there is none that do it good. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. I pray you don't begin in any way, either by circumstance or situation, to begin to profess the spirit of the atheist. Even though you are holding on to the Bible, you can be an atheist. The word the fool, Nabab, actually signifies an empty fellow. A contemptible person, a villain, an empty fellow. That's the word Nabab in the Hebrew, which says a fool. Now, there are be some, I won't say many, who have denied the existence of God. This is a kind of classification of how men treat God with the spirit of atheism. They have denied the existence of God, like the lady I just mentioned of this morning. There are others who without absolutely denying the divine existence, they deny his provision, that is, they acknowledge a being of infinite power, but give him nothing to do and no world to govern. You believe there is God, but you don't allow God to influence your life. You are an atheist. So there are different categories. Begin to follow what I'm saying. There are both the, the first class says there is nothing like deity, there's nothing like that God, there's not like a divine being. The second category of people say, Well, there is a being, but I don't need him. Hallelujah. And there are other numerous groups, if I will use, who profess to acknowledge both that they deny in their heart and live as if they were persuaded there was no God, neither to punish or to reward. So we have different categories of people who are actually atheists. First class says, no God at all. Second class says, there is a God, but I don't need his influence in my life. The third class says, I don't believe in a God who can either do anything to me, either punish me or reward me. Where do you belong? You are still an atheist. But yeah, you believe. And I'm going to show you what you believe. You only deny the existence of God, but you truly believe in yourself. If you come to the place and say, God can't punish me or God can't reward me, but you can be rewarded, how are you going to get your reward? By your efforts. Is, is that correct? Are you listening to me? Good. You believe there is God, but you don't believe God can direct your life. The scripture says, the full step of the righteous is ordered of the Lord. You don't believe in that. You are an atheist, but in a lower level. 
And when you don't come to that, that's why you don't pray. When you come to the place of saying, God can't influence your life, that is why you don't pray. You don't need Him to direct you. Because if you believe that God ordered the footsteps of the righteous, you will seek Him in prayers. You will seek Him in communion. You will seek Him diligently, either in fellowship with the brethren. And so because of your understanding that you don't need His influence, you don't believe, He can direct your life, you have no need. Neither to pray or to join to the fellowship of the brethren to seek Him. You are an atheist. Are you following me? Does it make sense to you? I want you to search your spirit. Because sometimes you see, you look at people and say, Oh, that man said there is no God. But listen, the scripture said, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So if in your heart you're thinking, God cannot influence the direction of your life in life, you are an atheist. But in a different category. Because if you truly believe that God can direct your life, you will seek him in prayers. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So you are an unbelieving believer, if I may use the word. You are a believer, but you are not a believer. You are an atheist. Because you don't believe that God can direct your footsteps. If you believe God can direct your footsteps, you will seek him. If you believe God can direct your life, you will acknowledge him. And are you going to seek him? You seek him in prayer, you seek him in fellowship, you seek him in communion with the brethren. Don't be an atheist, my brother. Because there is a divine being. Whether you believe it or not. Praise the living God. Are you following me? Give me Ephesians 1 from the Amplified Translation, I mean the Message Translation. Ephesians 1, let's look at verse 20. I shared something recently on Facebook and I would like you, some of you together. Ephesians 1 for verse 20. All this energy issues from Christ. God raised him from the dead and set him on a throne in deep heaven. In charge of running what? The universe. Everything from galaxy to government. No name and no power exempted from his rule. And not just for the time being, but for what? Forever. You can stop that. God rules the universe from galaxy to government, whether you believe it or not. You're not accepting the fact, does he rule out the fact that he rules? This is what we call the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God is not the kingdom of God. God rules men in his sovereign will. But the kingdom of God and men were submitted their will to God. I don't know if you're getting this. God's kingdom is different from the sovereignty of God. This is what you call the sovereignty of God. God rules the universe. But when you come to the kingdom, when you have God as your father, you submit your will unto God to control, to dictate, and to lead. You're having a relationship with the divine being. That is God's kingdom. 
But this is the sovereignty of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying here? So, it makes no difference whether you believe it or not. God rules the universe. He runs the galaxies. He runs governments. If you ask me the question, if that is true, what about all that is happening? <laughs> Old man of little faith, you have no understanding of who God is. And Paul will write his sentence, why question they God therefore? For we have mercy and we have mercy and we had in a woman had in. He had in the heart of Pharaoh. Is God. You don't question him. Hallelujah. He told Moses, I will have mercy. A woman will have mercy. But when we come to the kingdom, we are talking about knowing that he rules and runs our lives. That's the difference between you and the man in the streets. So when you come to the place where in your heart you think God cannot influence the direction you go, you are an atheist, though you are in the household of faith. You believe there is God, but you don't believe like God direct your life. So you see, everything you want to do, you use your own effort. You use your mind. Are you still with me? You try to do things independent of God. You don't need Him. Hallelujah. We're talking about people here who feel God cannot influence them for anything. They don't need any divine influence. But though they may be in church, they may carry the Bible. They don't pray. They don't seek the face of God. They, they don't have any communication. There is never a time they share fellowship with the Father. Not in prayer or meditation or even in church. No, no time for that. You are an atheist. But though you are in church. For the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Praise the Lord. Are we see here? Look at Psalm 10 verse number 1. I mean number 4. King James. Psalm 10 verse number 4. I do hope somebody is following me this morning. So that you begin to set your heart. And know how to walk. With the living God. The wicked. Through the pride. Of his countenance. Will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. The wicked. Through the countenance. In other words, you can you can design the atheists from their countenance. And it is a spirit of wickedness manifesting within the heart of that individual, scripture says. You know, the face expresses the self-conceited individuals. Full fruit is practically atheism. The man who doesn't see God is an atheist. Because he says, God exists, but it does not influence my life. That's why you don't seek him. Search your life. How often do you pray? How often do you study the word? How often do you share fellowship with people? What are the things you communicate? So the face expresses the self-considered individuals whose fruit is practically a theism. They say there is nothing like God. But the fool have said in his heart, 
there is no God. Are you still following what I'm talking about? And God had to warn Israel against this spirit. Let me read the passage for you. Deuteronomy chapter number 8, from verse 13. Spirit of conceitedness, spirit of thinking. God does this, but I don't need him to influence me. I can do all things with my strengths. I have the wisdom to achieve what I needed to achieve. I weigh the hands and the flocks multiply and the seven. I'm telling that when he takes them to the promised land. And the seven, and the gold is multiplied. And all that the harvest multiplied, then the heart will lift it up, and that forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led thee through the great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and droughts, where there was no water, who brought thee forth. What out of the rock of flint, who fell thee in the wilderness with manna, with thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, and that he might prove thee to do thee good at the latter end. Verse 17. And thus say in thy heart, My power and my mind, all the might of my hand, have given me what? These words. This is a man that says there is no God. You believe your success, you attribute your success to your own wisdom. You attribute your success. Does anybody understand me? This you see, this is where sometimes businesses collapse. He said, if you come to the place where your success gets into your head and you think I'm not responsible, what do you think God will do? He will withdraws from you. And if carry is not again, your business come down. God have to warn Israel against this. Don't you ever, by any, any form of imagination, think that I am not responsible for your success. Are you getting that? So who is the ethos? Is the man that says God cannot influence his life. You're depending on yourself. So here he says, this is what you're going to be thinking about. You will now begin to say, my heart, I'm in my heart. My power and the might of my hand have gotten me what? This weight. God is not responsible. I hope you're not one of such people. That you've gotten so much money and you think because of your skill, because of the wisdom you have, because of how much you understood the business you are doing, that is why you become so successful. What do you ever make you think that there are no other people doing the same business you are doing and yet they are not as successful as you are? Praise the living God. So friend, you see, we have a lot of atheists within the church. They are in church, but they practice atheism. They are not responsible to God, and they feel God is not responsible to them in any way. They know He exists in heaven, but they have no divine influence in their lives. You are an atheist. Are you following them? 
So here is the attitude of the artist. He trusts in himself. Because he said there is no God of any sort. Meaning he's a God to himself. Don't forget, don't forget where I'm coming from. Everyone is what? A believer. You don't believe in the divine being, but you believe in yourself. So you made yourself God. Is that okay? You are God to yourself. It's just that I don't believe in the divine influence from outside of you. For everything for you is within you. I remember people like Kai Solalim of blessed memory. He was an atheist. Mayflower School, Kenekiti, I think, Ogo State. Right? But when he was to give up, he called on Jesus. Because when you are departing from this world, <laughs> when you are moving from this life to another life, when you start seeing the reality of what life is, you have no option. You will come face to face with your maker. The one you deny, you finally realize he exists. He called on God when he was to pass on. But for all of his life, when he was the principal of the school, he never for once believed that there is God. Are you sitting there with me? When you think all that you have acquired in life is because of your own strength, you are natives in disguise, unknown to you. Everyone is a believer. You don't believe in the divine God, you're going to believe in the God who you are. You are still a believer. <laughs> Praise the living God. We believe that God blesses us. We believe that God guides our life. But he said, no, there is nothing like that. And so you guide your life. So by implication, you are a God to yourself. So, there is a believer who believes in himself. A mortal man. He's a God. You're trusting in yourself. To achieve anything you feel you need to achieve in life. You are a God to yourself. So you are a believer. There is no one who is not a believer. Everyone is a believer. It depends on who you believe in. Or what you believe in. Praise the living God. Go with me to Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. Verse number 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusted in man, and make a flesh what his arm, and whose heart depart from the Lord. Blessed, I mean, cursed is the man. That trusted in man and make flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from the Lord. For in his heart he said, There is no God. So, where now is your trust? Man, your ability. You've made man your God. Hmm. Is anybody following what I'm saying here? Remember what he told them in Deuteronomy chapter 18? I mean chapter 8. So that when you, when you become so prosperous, don't you ever say in your heart, the might of my arm have given me my words. 
So here is a man that trusted in the arm of flesh. You're trusting in yourself. To walk through this life, like he was telling them, I took you through the wilderness. I gave you manna. I gave you water. Everything that you were supposed to need in life, God makes it available. But you come to a place and say, no, there is no God. It is my strength that has prospered me. It is my strength that has blessed me. My resources have come from my witness. As if you created yourself. You are an atheist. And so here God is saying, Thus save the Lord, cause me. The man that trusted in man and make at flesh his arm, and whose heart depart from who? From the Lord. Let me tell you something. Don't let circumstance ever push you into thinking that God is not in existence. Don't let any hard condition you might find yourself. Because there's a wilderness experience that some of us can post through. There is nothing wrong with that. You only need to see trust the Lord. Because guess what? In the wilderness, God can still make water available. In the wilderness, He can still make bread available. You only need to acknowledge who He is. Don't say there is no God. Verse number six. For He shall be like the heaven. I mean the earth and the desert and shall not see when good cometh but shall inhabit the past places of the wilderness and assault and not inhabited. Can you take it by simpler translation? Let's quickly maybe look at something like NIV if you will. Just think about it. NIV. Let's see. NIV for verse number 5 again. Praise the Lord. Verse number 5. This is what the Lord says. Cause is the one who trusts in man. Now, now, now I want you need to get something again clear about this. Apart from trusting in yourself, how many of you sometimes want to pray and your mind is on your uncle who has more than enough? You want him to be the one to come solve your problem. How many of you have had that kind of temptation? You kneel down to pray, but you're thinking of somebody. Maybe you are even praying so that after prayer you take your phone and make a phone call. Your trust is still in man. I don't know if I get what I'm talking about. But you see, God uses men to solve our problems. But we don't go to God naming people that he must use to solve our problems. In that instant, you place man as your God and you put God aside. He's playing a second video, second role. Hallelujah. God is the man who trusts in man. Who depends, I mean, depends on flesh for his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. He's already a cursed man. Hallelujah. And look at verse number six. It will be like a bush in the wasteland. He will not see prosperity when he comes. <laughs> Glory to God. He will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. 
Don't forget. He took them through the wilderness. He gave them manna. He gave them water. Even from the flinty rock. So there is nothing unique about the desert that God cannot turn into prosperity. If only your heart is in the Lord. It doesn't matter where you are coming from. It doesn't matter the hard times you are face. That could be a wilderness experience. But if you have this understanding, he called you out of the world and he's taking you to a prosperous level. You have to come to that understanding and the midst of the wilderness it shall make waters available. Hallelujah. Don't for any reason, no matter how terrible it is, conclude that God doesn't exist. For only the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And a man who said there is no God, who end up trusting in man, or trusting in himself. So you make man your God. So don't tell me you are not a believer. You believe in someone, it could be yourself or another man like you. But when you put trust in a man, you are a cost being. Why? Because man can fail you in a moment. Are you sitting there with me? I'm trying to make us understand this morning that the, 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 the spirit of atheism is not limited to the man who is not in the household of faith. You can be in church but still be an atheist. By your conviction, by your beliefs. And don't forget, every man is a believer. When money begins to come and your mind goes there, I'll deal with that next week. When you make money, you're idol. When you make man, you're idol. You're a believer, but you're trusting in something else outside of God. Everybody is a believer. Praise the living God. Are you sitting there with me? You know, sometimes when people come to talk to you, say, you, you're talking to me like that? I will deal with you. He has confidence in something. Either in his money or some people's political power. Are you following what I'm talking about? He has something he's talking about when he says, I will deal with you. He can't be thinking of dealing with you with the physical strength. He has something that he's trusting in. He's a believer. He believes in something. Extra power, finances, those in political power. He believes in something for him to say, I will deal with you. Every man is a believer. But the question is, what do you believe in? That's my question for you this morning. With all that is happening around you, <laughs> with all that, I mean, it could be positive or negative. When I use the word, I mean, there could be hardship. Does that take God away from your life? It could be prosperity. Does it take away God from your heart? Because you see, it's not only the poor man that denies God. Even the rich man denies God. When you begin to think that it's because of your daily struggles, how you wake up very early in the morning, go to work, you don't play with your businesses, you have all your contacts ready, that is why you are prosperous. You are also denying God and trusting in the arm of your flesh. So it's not only the man in the street who is an atheist. You can become one, even in the household of faith. Who do you acknowledge to be the source of your prosperity? Think about it. The peace you have, where do you think it's coming from? Are we still here? 
I'm taking my time so you can understand where you are in relation to your God. No matter how far you want to go from your heart, not just because you confess on it, but in your heart, no, I don't believe. If there is God, why will this happen? I don't believe. You are an atheist, but you are in the household of faith. Oh God, why me? You are an atheist. <laughs> because you feel, if God was really existing, this thing would not happen to you. You are an atheist, but you are in the household of faith. Only the fool have said in his heart, there is no God. Are you still there with me? And the greatest part of it is when you begin to feel that God cannot influence your life for good. You don't need him to influence your life. But don't forget, the full step of the righteous, they are ordered of the Lord. And there are many devices in the heart of a man. How I many of you understand what I'm saying? So by the counsel of the Lord, thou shalt stand. There are many devices in the heart of a man, but the counsel of the Lord, thou shalt stand. Praise the living God. I want you to have a rethink in your relationship with God this day. In your hearts. So that you can seek him. For only the fool have said there is no God. And any man that puts his trust in man and so forsake the Lord without seeking him. It's the same as one that says there is no God. Praise the living God. How many times do you really see the face of God in your decision making? When you are making your plans, your business plans, how many times do you put God there? I mean, <laughs> your decision making. Where do you put God? I tell you a story here, 2008. When things were rough and tough, I carried my luggage flew to South Africa. I was cleared in Nigeria. I'm not a criminal. For my lockdown, right here in Lagos, I had my papers, everything signed, flew into South Africa. I was relocated. Got to South Africa, right there was. The next day, we went to the, you know, the police station to get clearance and everything. Right there in Pretoria, everything was set. I was given a room, a garage, broken and refurbished that I can use for ministry. I was relocated from Nigeria. And the Lord one night woke me up at about 1 a.m. and he said, the first man I saw was Oyedeko. He was riding on a motorbike and he looked back in a vision and he said, hey you, come back here. Come back home. I was wearing a native dress. And the next voice I heard was, I did not send you to South Africa. Go back to Nigeria. That's how I came back. In fact, I left a lot of my luggages there. Out of frustration. The counsel of the Lord does your stand. Even though there are many devices in your heart. You may plan so many things. But if you are truly one in the kingdom of God. It is the counsel of the Lord that will stand. Not your desires. Are you following what I'm talking about? And if I had relocated. All of you looking at me now would not have been with me. If I had gone, the structure wouldn't have been here. Are you still following what I'm talking about? If I had gone, this land wouldn't have been available. God sees the future. 
more than you do. Your end is before him. He originates your faith and is finishing your faith. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Even though there are many devices in your heart, what is my counsel for you today? Seek the face of the Lord. When the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. And when you don't seek him in prayers, when you trust in man, when you trust in your own ability, you are not far from the taste. You feel God gathers this, but no, he can't influence me for anything. You take a responsibility for your life. You are an atheist. I will stay here together. I just need you to come back home because you are too far from your maker. I need you to come back home to him, to fellowship with him. He wants you back. You need the story of the prodigal son. He went all his way out. But like Jeremiah we say, your backsliding heart shall correct thee. Your wicked heart shall reprove thee. The father didn't speak to the prodigal son, but he came to his senses and realized, I can't be here when there are so much in my father's house. I must go back home and just simply say, Lord, I've forgotten, I mean, I've sinned against thee. And that was all. When he returned back home, everything he missed, he got doubled, if you will. Given authority, had a feast, he had the best because he returned back to the father. You may have been away from the father in your thinking, by your circumstance, by your situation, but it's about time that you come back to the father to acknowledge him that he is your maker and he can influence you. He can determine the way you go. He has a lot to do and he has good things in mind for you. For if he can make way for them in the wilderness, if he can give them manna in the wilderness, if he can give them water to drink in the wilderness, he is going to take care of your wilderness experience. Don't be far away from God. He loves you more than you love yourself. Praise the living God. Are we blessed this morning? We believe that the message you have listened to have impacted your life and brought a new level of understanding to you. Feel free to share with your friends and loved ones. And for further resource, free downloads, and to let us know how much you have been blessed, please write info at davidogaga.org or visit our website www.thedavidogaga.org God bless you.